This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Hello and welcome to The Chair. My name is Amy Bauman, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week, figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's Word, apply it to our lives, hopefully walk away a little bit more encouraged and a little bit more like Jesus each time we do. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us. And if this is your first time joining us, just a very special welcome to you. My husband and I's 13-year anniversary was yesterday, and I really feel like God put this uh, together and on my heart uh, to talk about marriage today, to talk about communication, to talk about love and war, and how sometimes the fighting that we're doing is uh, we're fighting with each other and not fighting for our marriage. So I want to look at that today. I want to share a little bit about um, our situation and where we've come from, and hopefully it'll encourage you maybe in your own marriage, um, in your own life, and how you can help work on your communication and inviting God in to your marriage. So lots to talk about, but before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you that your mercies are new each morning. And Lord, you know what we're going through. You know the struggles that we have. And I just love that we can always return to you. I love that that you will renew our minds, that you will give us new revelation. And I pray for that today. I pray for each person watching, each person listening, Lord, that Holy Spirit, you have something specific for them. I just pray that you will use me, that you will use my words, that I will speak your truth with love, and that will help them in their own journey. We love you and praise you and thank you for everything that you are going to do. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I mentioned, 13 years yesterday, and it's been an amazing journey. I've I've loved it. I've been grateful, but it has been hard, especially in the early years. And so I think, um, so you have a better picture of, of what I want to talk about and, and what this looks like, right? This love and war and sometimes this fighting that we do uh, in our in our marriages and our relationships. Let's take a look at this couple minute video. It's cute, it's accurate, and it really says a lot of what I want to talk about today. Let's take a look. Honey? Ugh, what? I can't believe this. Can't believe what? I can't believe I've been married to the most amazing, wonderful, beautiful woman for the past two years, six months, and three days. I love you. I love you too. I got you these flowers and this tiny teddy bear for no reason at all. Here. Uh, I love them. They're adorable. You're so sweet. Here's some chocolate. What? What? What is it, sweetie? Did you go to the mall yesterday and purchase clothes? Yes, I did. You stayed so far under budget. It's amazing. Thank you. 
What movie are we gonna watch tonight, sweetie? Hopefully one of your favorite romantic comedies. That sounds wonderful, but I thought instead we could watch sports. Fine. Also, I made this steak dinner for you. That is my favorite thing to eat while watching sports. Here's your steak knife. Have a great day at work, sweetheart. Thank you, I will. You're the air that I breathe. Oh, thank you, you're the best. You are. We are. Love you. Love you too. Okay, a show of hands. How many people have spoken to your spouse that way? Have you spoken to your spouse that way? Yeah, what we call that in our house is sarcasm. And a lot of times, I would say in the very beginning, we would say these words, right? Say these things out loud. And it wasn't how we really felt. It was, uh, we were just going through the motions. And in doing that, right, our words certainly didn't line up with our actions. And there was a lot of mixed messages that happened. And I think for us, uh, sometimes when you look at a couple, there might be one thing that they struggle with more than another. Some people might struggle in their finances. Uh, some might uh, struggle with the way they parent. Um, my husband and I struggle has always been communication and if I would have known that early on I probably would have worked harder at knowing what the issue was but we didn't right we didn't know that our issue was communication we couldn't figure out why he wasn't hearing me and I wasn't hearing him and we didn't really know what each other needed and so in the very beginning there was a lot of mixed messages there was a lot of this our words didn't line up with our actions and it was really a struggle. And I think for us, those first couple of years were really hard. I mean, if you watched last week's program, I shared with you that, you know, we were both married before. His wife had passed away from cancer. I had gone through a divorce. And so we're coming together and we're really making a blended family. I'm bringing in uh, two teenagers. He never had any kids. And so we had probably some more challenges and difficulties in the second marriage than maybe a first. And they do say that, right? Statistically speaking, second marriages end in divorce more so than first marriages do because each person is coming in with their baggage and their past and trying to make it work. And really communication is one of those key things that you need to have so that everybody's on the same page so that you can get out what you're feeling. And I think for me, that was one of the biggest things is I walked around with so much bitterness, with so much resentment, um, so much confusion as to why him and I couldn't communicate with each other that I kept it all bottled up. And the things that I did say were the wrong things and the things that he said were the wrong thing. So I specifically want to look at this concept, right, of, 
of fighting in the marriage with each other instead of what we're doing, instead of fighting for the marriage. And I want to give you five things that you should never say in your, in your marriage. And all five of these things we said, (laughs) and and I'm still married today, 13 years later, uh, not because of these things that were said, but that we fixed it, that uh, we invited God in to work and move. So first, let's talk about these five things we should never say in our marriage and why. Number one, I'm fine. Now, I would never say it that way. I would say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine. Let's just move on. Well, I'm fine is definitely not something that either one of you should say because obviously you're not fine. And I certainly wasn't fine. And I could have handled it a lot differently. So what I did was I would stuff it down or I would put it under the rug. And after a while, we just had this huge bump in the carpeting that we would constantly walk around with all of our stuff that we were stuffing and and putting aside and not dealing with. So never say you're fine. Uh, Never move on and cover it up and stuff it down and put it under the rug. Number two, you never, never say you never. And the reason why is that by you saying you never, you're almost pointing your finger at this other person and you're saying something that probably isn't true because I'm sure that they uh, don't always do this. I would say, you never do this. You never help me. You never listen. You never listen to what I'm trying to say. You never do that right. And in saying you never, right, I'm really uh, taking him down a notch. I'm really saying to him that he's not a good person, that he has a fault, that he has failures. And so many times me pointing my finger at him and saying you never really didn't help the situation. All it did was hurt him, hurt his heart. And after a while, he got to the point where he didn't want to try anymore. Because if he never did, well, why should he start trying now? Oftentimes we also say we never. And it could be where we're looking at another couple. We're looking at what their marriage looks like from the outside. And we say, we never go out to dinner like they do. We never take trips. We never uh, go to church together. We never do this. And again, you're setting yourself up for failure by, by comparing yourself to another couple and by saying something that probably isn't true. Number three, you always. That's another really good thing not to say. I would say to my husband, you always are negative. You always do this. You always do that. You always aren't listening to me. Again, you never is just about as bad as you always because you're, you're saying to them the things that they are always doing when in all actuality, that's not true. Number four, never say nothing 
at all. It kind of goes back to number one when you're saying that you're fine. If you don't talk at all, and I know that that happens, I was in one of those marriages where it's just better to say pleasantries. It's better just not to bring anything up. It's better just to say good morning and good night and what do you want for dinner than talk about the things that we're going through. And so when you say nothing at all, you're not dealing um, with the situation and you're certainly not having a relationship with that person. And so while for a while it was easier for us not to say anything at all and we were more like roommates that's not the healthy way to be in a marriage it's not healthy to be married to someone in a relationship with something someone and and not say anything at all and then number five and we we said this in the beginning couple of years of our marriage i probably said it more than he did because with his first wife she died of cancer And so divorce wasn't really in their vocabulary. But for me, I had just come out of a divorce. And so I knew what that was like. And so sometimes we would say, well, maybe we should just get a divorce. Maybe that would be easier. Maybe we should just end things. I want to encourage you today to never have that be in your vocabulary. And here's the reason why. When you stood there on that day, just like I did in that church, and we made those promises, we made a covenant, not only with each other, but we made a covenant with God. And when we bring that up as an alternative, it's it's like there's an open door over here. And if things aren't going well right here, well, we can always go out that door and things will get easier things will be better because I won't be with that person anymore. I won't have to deal with that person anymore because they always do this and they never do that and they don't communicate with me and they don't understand me and I might as well just not be married to them. There's probably someone else out there that will understand me better. That's a better fit for me. I just have to go out and find them. The enemy definitely was working and moving in the beginning couple years of our marriage and working on both of us right we both came in with our own pain our own our own things but for me I had a lot of bitterness and resentment and discouragement and lies that I was believing about myself and a lot of baggage from my first marriage I came in really with an open wound I came in with um, sometimes comparing my my new husband and and comparing him with maybe my old one thinking that he was going to do the same thing and the and the part of the problem is is that when we can smell smoke it reminds us of the fires that we had just come through those situations those things that that person might do can be triggers for us bringing us back to that brokenness and that pain that we went through Even though they are not at all, he wasn't at all like my first husband. Things that happened were triggers. And the enemy was certainly right there waiting to tell me, see, 
see, this isn't going to work out. You might as well just divorce him. Uh, he never does this and he always does that and he's going to cause you a lot of pain and you might as well just end it now because it's, it's not going to work out. It's not going to happen for you. No one really is able to love you. You're not lovable. You might as well be alone. Family is so important, is this foundation, right? And everything stems from family. And what my children needed, what I needed, what he needed was each other. And when we stopped saying these things, when, when divorce came off the table, when we went to counseling and actually started communicating with each other, when we invited God in to work and move, that's when our marriage started healing. That's when things got better. That's when we could rise above our circumstances and our past and our situations and actually start enjoying each other. And I want to encourage you today that it's the same for you. The devil wants to attack and break down families because there are so many people that are involved. It's not just you and him. It's your kids. It's your parents. It's the extended brothers and sisters. It's your friends. It's all of that. And the enemy certainly didn't want us to stay together because if I look at 13 years later, I would not want to do life with anyone else. My husband gets up and goes to work every single day so that I can do ministry, which doesn't pay anything. He goes to events. He loads my car. He does all of these behind the scene things so that I can do what I'm doing. And it takes a team. It takes him. It takes, he's the only one that knows my heart and can bring these things to life when I ask him to do projects and uh, to help me and to support me. He's the only one. And God knew that. And so I'm so grateful that we stopped saying these things. I'm so grateful that we took the D word off the table. I'm so grateful that we got counseling. I'm so grateful that we worked through our situations, the baggage that he had, the baggage that I had, and that God did a work in us. Ecclesiastes 4.12, a cord of three is not easily broken. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. You see, there's me, there's my husband, and then there's God in the middle. And when you are all three united on the same page, nothing is going to break that. And it's most importantly because God is there and nothing is going to break that relationship when God is at the center. The video that we watched in the beginning, right? All the words were, were wonderful, uh, but not the way they were being said. And, and if we can allow God to be in the center of our marriages, right? And we're operating in that agape love, 
the love that will bind all things together, God's love, right? Then our hearts and our minds and our bodies and what we say out loud are all going to align with God's word. And when we do that, our marriages will thrive. Now, did I say they would be easy? No, because my husband still gets on my nerves and I know that I get on his nerves and we still have our disagreements. We still have our petty fights. We still have those things, right, that we are overcoming. However, we're human and we're living in a broken world and we're both human people that make mistakes. So there's going to be hard times. There's going to be fights. There's going to be challenges. But God is at the center of our marriage. And when we fight, we can forgive. When we lose sight of things, we can come back and love each other. When, when we struggle, God is right there to help us get back on track and to align our lives with his word so that that cord is not broken. And that's what I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter if this is your first marriage or your second. It doesn't matter if you're on day one or day 50, 60 years. God needs to be at the center of the marriage. And we need to have the right tools and the right communication to be able to speak to each other in godly ways. And so I just hope that this was an encouragement for you today in your own walk and that you will invite the Lord in to be that cord of three not broken in the center of your marriage realigning your lives with his word amen let's pray father god i'm so grateful that today in this chair that i am sitting in 13 years later that we are still married that we are stronger than ever and that you helped us overcome those challenging couple of years when we wanted to walk away and I'm so glad that we didn't. I'm so grateful that Kurt is in my life. I'm so grateful that he is uh, such an influence on our kids, that he is the grandfather that he is, that he is the man that he is and I'm, I'm so grateful and I just pray for each person out there Lord no matter their situation Lord, no matter the brokenness, no matter how impossible it may seem I just pray that you will do a mighty work in them and that you will come in and be that cord that binds each of them, Lord, and that that you will give them your perfect shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. We thank you for our time together today. We love you and praise you and ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus who saves. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, for being here. I just pray that this was an encouragement to you. I wish you a wonderful rest of your week full of God's love and peace and joy. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.